This episode of The Bubble Lounge is brought to you by The Lumen, a Dallas boutique hotel across from SMU. Welcome to The Bubble Lounge. I'm Martha Jackson, and next week is February, and that is Heart Health Month. And we are bringing you an incredibly heartwarming story to share about a local teen who is sharing her story publicly for the first time. Her mom, Courtney Bono, who's a good friend of mine, reached out a few months ago and told me her daughter's story of how she was born with a rare heart defect. And we literally sat by her fire and she told me the whole story. And I said, Courtney, we have got to have you ladies on to share this. Her 17-year-old daughter, Peyton, was chosen by the American Heart Association as a teen of impact. And she's one of 30 teens driving awareness for the American Heart Association. Peyton has put together Peyton for Hearts, and she's trying to raise over $50,000 and has many ways to do that. All of which you're going to learn about, plus their amazing journey on this episode of The Bubble Lounge. Ladies, welcome to the show. It's a pleasure being here. I'm Peyton Bono. Yeah, thanks for having us. I'm Courtney Bono. So, Peyton, you are about to launch a really big campaign based on a heart defect that you were born with. And I have read about it, and I'm so excited for it to launch. And can you just walk us through what's going on? Yeah. Okay. So I was born with a congenital heart defect called trichospititresia. It has really been the defining factor in the center of my life for since day one. Um, but it's such a rare heart defect, and I'm such... I'm a part of the first generation that was able to really survive it, that it's always been really lonely coping with it. The heart defect, basically how it works is your heart has doors between its chambers, and one of those doors didn't fully develop. So a side of my heart is just kind of shrunken up, and it doesn't really work correctly. And so that keeps me from doing a lot of the things that other kids and other teenagers are able to do. Like, I can't run or play a lot of sports. I get really easily winded. I get heat exhaustion really easily. And some other pretty nasty side effects that have been acting as sort of a hindrance to my childhood and to my life. But when I was given the chance to try to advocate both for my story and share my experience and also be able to get more involved with the cardiovascular community, with the doctors who helped me be alive today, and with the other survivors uh, who I previously wasn't able to really get in touch with, I absolutely leapt at the opportunity. I am really thrilled to just be working with the American Heart Association, which is an organization that has done so much and that likely had a big contribution in saving my life. Well, you were Mm -hmm. chosen as a teen of impact from the American Heart Association, which is a really big deal. Can you walk us through exactly what it took for you to get that honor? Yeah, so Teen of Impact is a nationwide competition with about 30 other participants that go on and they talk about their story with their uh, with heart disease and cardiovascular disease and they try to raise as much money i'm gonna kick all of their butts doing this um <laughs> so let me tell you what i'm doing i am trying to raise fifty thousand dollars between february 3rd and april 6th it's an eight-week competition and i'm the only competitor that actually has a heart condition so 
it gives me definitely a better story than these people. I have lived the heart condition myself, and so I'm definitely the best one to donate to. Basically, over the course of eight weeks, we're going to go into three major events. On February 4th, we're going to have a Shop for Good event at Kendra Scott. And so 20% of all sales at the Preston Center Kendra Scott will go to my campaign from 12 to 2. Uh, Then on February 18th at 9 a.m. at the Moody YMCA, we're going to have a really awesome two-mile heart walk to raise awareness of heart health and We're going to have some Girl Scouts there selling their cookies. We're going to have T-shirts being sold, and it'll just be a really fun community experience. Then on March 4th, we are actually having an art show in collaboration with Zen Music and Arts Institute, and we're inviting just five absolutely amazing local artists that are donating 50% of their work, or some are 100% of their um, profits from that art show, to my campaign. So they're selling their art and I'm super grateful to be working with them. Uh, Then just beyond that, we're trying to spread the word and trying to do some good. Okay, I think it's crazy that you are the only person out of 30 that actually has a heart defect. So you have a huge incentive to be involved with this group of people and to win this contest. And what I also think is so interesting about your story is it all happened way before social media, probably before Google, support groups, all those kind of things that we have today. So it must have been so hard, Courtney, for you to navigate this process. I mean, as somebody that has two children, I can't imagine one of them being born with a birth defect and everything that you've gone through. Yeah, it has been, um, it's been quite a journey. I would say right now, I'm like, gleaming with pride with my 17-year-old just... She actually has been over there <gasps> just beaming the I whole know. time Peyton's been talking. I know, and, it, and it's that honestly, a proud mama. I think it's because it's every mom and parent's uh, dream to, when you have a child born with some sort of condition or a defect or, you know, any challenge, honestly, um, you hope that one day they can really own that challenge and you, I've always wondered, when, when is it that I pass the torch? When is it not Courtney and Mark's story about a child with a heart condition? When is it Peyton's story that she owns and she decides what she wants to do with it? And so we are so honored and so proud of her for going for the Teen of Impact, for making the outreach, for doing all the work that is accumulating into these awesome events, and for really just owning her story. But it um, but it has been, It's it, it was lonely. Peyton said, you know, she was lonely because there weren't a lot of support groups and stuff like that as she was um, going through that. And there really weren't right. much um, from a parent or a mother's perspective as well. Yeah, that must have been so hard. Like, tell us about from the beginning, how, how it all played out. Yeah, so um, I'm in Dallas with my husband, Mark. Um, You know, we're so excited to go for our first baby, and I get pregnant. I'm thrilled to have a great pregnancy, honestly. Um, Just felt great, um, was active, was involved, and I was just ready to kind of step back and just have some time with, like, a newborn baby and just figure out how to reinvent myself. So I... um, 
Peyton was about seven days late. Um, I got really sick, and um, I was ready to obviously get this baby out of me. So go into the hospital, um, deliver her, emergency C-section, all that kind of, you know, drama with your first baby. You're not imagining any of it. Um, And I remember we had her in the middle of the night, and the next morning I woke up and was just trying to kind of figure things out. I was still very running a high fever, was sick, had had her, and um, the, my doctor came in, and um, and or actually a nurse came in my room and said, um, your daughter was born, um, and she's got this little flap above her belly button, and we have run a full body ultrasound on her. They called it a midline defect, and... Um, and they said, uh, we think we're going to have to take her to Children's and do some sort of heart operation on her, and we're waiting on the cardiologist to come. Oh, wow. And as a new mom, that was like the first news I received right. on my, how my daughter was. And um, I think my husband was gone. My my actual mother was in the room. and um, But my OB walked in the room, and he came in to check on me, and that nurse had just left. And he said, how's everything going, Courtney? And I said, they won't even let me see my baby. Um, I'm too sick to go see her, and I haven't named her. I haven't tried to feed her, and we're waiting on a cardiologist to come. So um, I love it when a doctor stays in their lane because he was there to treat me. Mm -hmm. And he came back with a wheelchair, and he said, buckle up. We're going to see your daughter. And he had arranged to have her in a room. And um, so... In walks, you know, we've got family there. Um, we're in a private room with her. We ended up naming her Peyton um, because uh, it really does mean strength when we looked into it. And um, the cardiologist walked in and she said, your daughter was born with tricuspid atresia. And she did something so profound. She ripped this article and this information out of this medical book. And she said, this is what she has, and these are the treatments that she'll have. She'll have uh, open-heart surgery at five months, and then she'll have another open-heart surgery probably right before her third birthday, and this is how we're going to start preparing. And um, so there wasn't a group to go to. There wasn't social media to say, has anybody been through this? Um, I couldn't go to my doctor and say, can you introduce me to everybody else from a HIPAA perspective that I could chat with that's going through this. So it was a really lonely time. Um, but um, my husband and I just, we became rocks with one another. And we, we, we researched, we studied, we got her the best care we could. And, um, and we really, after those two surgeries that once we got through those, we really just had annual checkups, and um, they told us to introduce her to the arts and to put paintbrushes on her hand and to get her up on stage and and not compete her uh, competitively. That 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 would be hard for her. So um, so we did all those things. We had that journey, and again, kind of what I said earlier, um, it was a matter of when will this story be something that Peyton can own. Um, and through, I think, this Teen of Impact and American Heart Association program, it is a beautiful passing of the torch to allow her to know that that we as a community and as me as a mother, I'm here to support her along the way, but it is hers 
um, that she carries. Well, Courtney, I think that time is right now, like you said. And Peyton, I want to hear from you what it was like growing up with this heart condition. I recognized the words tricuspid atresia before I was able to read. It was 100% fundamentally critical that I not only um, knew my body, but that I understood that I was the only one who knew my body. Uh, The first time I went to camp, I basically memorized a ton of medical information. I knew exactly what to tell the nurses in case I had some sort of medical emergency. I knew what uh, could and could not be done about if I overheated or if I got exhausted. And as that kind of went on, I have had to be Really, I've had wonderful help from some amazing cardiologists, and my parents have been absolutely wonderful, but it has 100% been me the whole time Mm -hmm. taking charge of my health. And while doing that, I realized both that not every child needs to do this. It was alienating at times. I felt often very lonely, not being able to play on the playground like a lot of the other kids, not being able to go out in the Texas sun because it's scorching outside (laughs) and I can't really survive without maybe two bagfuls of ice on my neck. (laughs) And I just, it was an, an isolating experience until I was able to almost overcome Uh, some internalized ableism, thinking I was less than because I could do less than my peers. And while it was isolating having to know so much medical information, and it was was a burden that I don't think any five-year-old should ever have to face of knowing what medications they can and cannot take and um, having to tell their friends, like, hey, if I pass out, here's what you have to do. Um... But it has made me so aware of the importance of our heart health. And that is really why I'm trying to do this Teen of Impact campaign is because I watch my peers take their able bodies for granted. And it is just sickening to me that people are destroying their bodies, unlike any other um, different kind of marginalization one can have. Mm-hmm. everyone becomes disabled eventually. You either become disabled really quick and then you die or you get lucky and you die from old age and as you go for that time, it you become less and less able. And so the importance of taking care of your body and the importance of investing in our doctors and our researchers so that we can understand more about the number one killer of, Ameri- of, of Americans, which is cardiovascular disease, then the better and the healthier the future for everyone will be. Well, I just can't imagine being so young and you really were forced to mature quickly by, by memorizing all this information that you needed to know to take care of yourself. I have a middle school boy and at camp, I can't get, I can't get him to remember to change his sheets after one week. So, I mean, seriously, that's very impressive. That was probably more on me too. I, I knew in the beginning that, um, Peyton needed to be her own advocate at all times. And so I remember, uh, even at, at, at kindergarten and first grade saying, we're headed to your cardiologist, just flipping the word of your 
doctor. This cardiologist, um, and we go to Dr. Laird, she's amazing. Um, I was like, she's your doctor. What questions do you have for her? And I, I think I started that at a very young age because I knew that the more I helped her change that narrative, the more she would feel empowered and feel in control of um, of her situation. So that I think helped her, but it could have it could have stressed her out. Too. <laughs> I'm sorry, no, if it did. I know. I, I think that I think that the ability to be my own advocate was not only the more empowering option, but also the healthier one. Mm-hmm. Given that, uh, as a child, and as still, I do not know anyone who's ever had tricuspid atresia. I have never met anyone in person, and the people I know with heart defects are either 80 or very hard (laughs) to come by. Right. I think that taking charge of your own health is, it's an overall good, but it's also something that I feel like no child should have to be so hyper aware of their body. It's really frustrating as a kid, and it's really frustrating still now to be wanting to do so many things, to be wanting to go do the things that your peers are doing, but having your body fail you and having your body not be, having your mind be ready and having your uh, soul be ready to do these things and want and need to do these things. But my body has consistently failed me from day one, and so I have learned to both love and cooperate with my body. And Mm -hmm. to be able to know your physical self is an extreme skill. And it is one that I was forced to develop very early. Well, I think everything that you're saying is so interesting because I think all of us that have not had anything like this happen before, we do take our health for granted. And I think what you're, everything you're saying is a really good reminder to all of us at all ages to really take care of ourselves, mm-hmm. like early on, all through life. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, don't go to the hospital if you can avoid being in a position where you have to go to the hospital. Right. You know, go to the hospital if you need to, but like... Try to prevent it. Try 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 to to circumvent it. it. Get ahead of it. This this summer, for example, I had to take a very long and excruciating MRI. It they told me, wheeling me in there, they said, It'll just be thirty minutes. See you in a little bit. And then three hours later they said, We still can't get the information on your body. And I was about ready to die. Yeah. And so I texted my friends after a really just not a fun three hours of my life saying that like just whatever you can do make sure that you don't have to be in an MRI for three hours right the idea of becoming healthy is really scary to a lot of people and and we're talking about this in January and it's a time where everyone has becoming healthier and going to Mm -hmm. the gym more and eating better on their minds and I don't think that necessarily a new year is a good impetus for that. I think that the fear of having to spend thousands on medical bills and having to go and have your doctors and nurses know your name because, oh, we've we've heard from you so much. <laughs> and yeah. just do what you can to protect yourself from medical emergencies. And 
be aware of what you're putting in and what you're doing with your body. Tell me about your support group. Um, what type of friends do you have and what have they done to help support you? Because obviously this is something they probably have never experienced before. Well, I have um, a really wonderful friend group made of people that don't do a lot of sports. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, I, I really do have an amazing support group at school and a amazing support group of friends that don't make me feel alienated for doing the things that I don't want to do or that I can't do. And so through, uh, my mom said, as like the doctor said, put a paintbrush in her hands, put her on stage. And really through that, I, I developed a love for those activities and I developed friends who do those activities too. And I have a lot of friends that do do sports and are, are trying to get recruited and et cetera. And even then, there's still so much support and empathy for what happens with your body. Everyone knows at least a little bit the experience of being tired or getting injured. And so there is sympathy able to come from there. But I'm really grateful to my friends for They've just been absolute joys during my campaign. Um, I, I spot them in the hallways. They're they're repping my shirts that I'm selling, and they're telling their friends about it. And um, although I don't have a lot of people in my life that have conditions similar to mine, I do have a lot of love in my life, which I am very grateful for. Yeah, that's what that's what we all need. It's definitely what lifts you up. And you sound like you have definitely gravitated towards the right group of people. You know, we can't all fit in the same box and be a football player or a bell. There has to be other things going on. And I love that you've gravitated towards the arts. You are such an excellent speaker, very passionate about this cause, and I just can't wait to see what happens next. Yeah, I am too. I'm excited for the journey, and I'm excited to see how it'll take me. Courtney, tell us a little bit more about these events that you guys have coming up. Okay, so it's really fun. So again, uh, Saturday, February 4th from 12 to 2, Kendra Scott is doing like a full going to be like a full store takeover to um, give back to Peyton's campaign. Um, so if you're shopping for Valentine little things and um, want some cool stuff, she's actually, uh, Peyton has, she has Peyton's picks uh, that will be there for people to shop. We'll also um, feature an online code. Um, so if you're on Instagram, you can follow Peyton at Peyton for Hearts um, and really follow. We'll have an online code for anyone who can't make it to that event. And then February 18th is, it's so interesting. Peyton and I talked about this particular event for her in the sense that, yes, she wants to raise $50,000 and yes, she wants to have an amazing campaign, but we really have a goal of getting just 50 to 100 people to just show up at the Moody YMCA and just walk for a great cause. You know, come wear red, wear hearts, do you know, um, we'll have t-shirts and and yard signs for sale and all the fun stuff. But um, it really is just let's as a community come together and just walk with her um, and um, and support that. So that has been great. And we're so blessed that the Moody YMCA is hosting us. And then, you know, Peyton has had Zen Art. Um, Zen Wu has been an art teacher of hers for, gosh, I want to say like a decade. <laughs> it feels like he's <laughs> known you forever. And um, she's taken tons of classes from him. And she actually, this was all her idea. She approached him and said, 
I'm doing this American Heart Association campaign. Is there anything you can think of that might support around the arts? And he pulled together some impressive, notable Texas artists. Um, I'm just going to read them just to give some credit to them. But Terry Currington, Sarah Jenis, uh, Jennifer Oliver, David Rubin, Bruce Tench, and then Zen Wu himself um, are all taking a big collection of art. And on March 4th, um, from 5 to 9, 5 to 8, um, there will be um, an art show in sale. And these artists are going to have their work hung through the um, end of the month of March. So if you can't make the actual opening reception um, to shop for the art, you can go stop by Zen Art on Lover's Lane anytime and through the month of March and shop. And, um, and we're just so blessed that these artists are, are excited to come forward and help support her. Well, you all have done an incredible job of getting the word out and getting people to support. And I mean, there's no shortage of ways to help you meet that goal of $50,000. I think you're going to do it and then some. I hope so. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm really excited and I'm really excited to see um, the support that has already come out through a lot of different ways. Uh, just so many different people have already shown support. Yeah. Well, ladies, thank you so much for sharing your story for the first time publicly. I really yeah. appreciate the opportunity, and I just think you're making such a difference in raising awareness. Yeah, absolutely. And if any of the listeners want to check out my page or want to uh, donate directly, I encourage you all to go to www2 dot uh, heart dot org slash go to slash Peyton Bono, and that'll be posted. One. Yeah, it, it's, <laughs> it was the shortest URL I could get, but that'll be posted on the Bubble Lounge social media, and or you could go to my Instagram and follow at Peyton underscore four underscore hearts. Perfect. Lots of ways to get in touch. I know. I well, girls, it. we really appreciate this. Thank and you, Martha. So excited to see what happens next yeah we'll have fun that's been another episode of the bubble lounge i'm martha jackson and we'll catch you next time